Good morning, all. This is Russell, your host for this morning's encounter with the Lord. How are we all this morning? Good morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. How are you, Russell? I'm good, thank you. Good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Father, for this beautiful morning, for a new day, for the birds chirping outside, for a new dawn, a new beginning of opportunities, a new beginning of your mercy, a new beginning of your favor, that fresh patch that you make allocated to us. We thank you, Father, for the powerful teachings last night, that when we hold fast, Unto our confession. Our high priest does not back out. But he will fulfill. Through his priesthood. All that we ask for in his name. We thank you father for that powerful revelation. We thank you for your blessing on this prayer group. For the powerful praise and worship session of last night. Where we were able to commune with you. Come closer to you in our hearts and experience your presence. Experience that closeness, that oneness with our Father. We thank you, Father, for your grace and for your favor on our sister and our brother. Our sister Shani and our brother Vivek. We thank you, Father, for all the good that you pour into our lives. We thank you for this fresh opportunity to come to you, to be with you, to spend the first fruits of this day, the time that you have given us, the measure of our destiny, to spend it with you and to acknowledge your presence in everything that we shall do today and all the challenges we shall go through, all the worries that we have carried forward overnight things that we feel uncomfortable about or do not have an answer to, things that we feel are beyond our depths of understanding and ability to manage. Yet all that you say is cast your burdens on me and I shall give you peace and I shall give you joy. That even in the midst of all those storms around, we are able to keep our eyes stayed on you. We are able to be still and know that you are God and you are still in control. The maker of all things. Who knows just the right recipe of whatever grace is needed. In the right proportion. To turn things around in accordance with his word in Romans 8.28. To turn it in our favor. And the peace and the joy that you pour in our hearts, Father, every time when we come to you to commune with you and you make your presence available to us, you pay attention and you are listening to us. We share that same peace and joy with all those that are part of this prayer meeting, even those that pray with the recording, with all those that are part of this praying family, with all those for whom prayers have been requested on this group, with all those that have no one to pray for them. We also share it, Lord, with all those that are called Christians by your name but have not really encountered you on that personal level to bring transformation in their lives, to bring renewal in their minds, in their thought process. 
and continue to live on the terms of religion, not on the terms of that personal encounter with you. For they cannot have seen your face and continue to remain the same. Their lives must change. We also share your peace and your joy, Lord, with all those that have willfully chosen to stray away from you. That there is still some good in their heart. Quicken them, O oh Father. For they still are your inheritance, your children. Quicken them and they shall call on your name. And we know in our hearts. For it is your word that says it. Everyone that calls on your name shall be delivered. But they cannot come to you unless you quicken them, Father. So as we make our prayer this morning, we call on your name. The name of our God, our maker. The one who is always faithful. And does not go back on his word. The one who said heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass. But shall fulfill all that it was sent to fulfill. The one whose ways are high above our ways, much beyond our understanding. And yet, even without that understanding, when we cry out to you, you turn all things in our favor. The one who covers our head in the day of battle, our strong tower, the one who covers us under his wings and we are safe in his care. And we claim his protection every time we say that Psalm 91. The one who calls us to his secret place to pray with him. So that when we commune at that level, he shows us the deep and secret things that would help turn situations around. And we pray in the name of Jesus, his son. The one who taught us faith, the one who taught us prayer. The one through whom is our redemption, the sheep gate, the bridge back to the father. The word himself. The truth, the way, and the one who holds our hand and leads us along that way. Through every revelation that is made known to us from his word. The one who has blessed us with every utterance. The one who holds the key of David. That anything that he shuts, no one can open. And anything that he opens, no one can shut it. And he said, I have given you the keys to the kingdom. We pray in the name of his spirit as well. That spirit that grants us the revelation to see through this word and understand the power that is being made available to us. That spirit of which it is said, after he has come upon us, we shall be filled with power. That spirit who has come to enforce the authority of Christ through our lives and to fulfill 
what the father said when he said, let them have dominion over the birds of the air, the fish of the sea and the cattle on the land. The spirit of the living God, the spirit of El Shaddai, the spirit of victory, the father of light, the father of all spirits to whom every spirit in the universe is subject. It is he who heals our backsliding, who convicts us, but is ever patient with us, never willing to condemn us and bring us to judgment. The only way judgment can come upon us is when we ourselves bring it on us. The one who gives life to our mortal body, raising us up in the spirit. When we are given the baptism of the spirit and are born again anew afresh. All the old must pass away and everything he makes new within us. We thank you, Father, for the gift of life, for the gift of your revelation through your word, for the gift of prayer that we are able to pray to you and commune with you, talk to you any time of the night and day, and yet you are willing to listen and give us personal attention despite the seven billion requests around the world. We thank you, Father, that you do not let our cry go unnoticed. Every time we call on your name. We thank you, Father, that you have blessed us with family, with angels, with destiny helpers, with friends, with work colleagues. People that you have placed in our lives strategically to help us achieve that abundance that you said you came to give. We thank you, Father, that you have made us stewards of your creation. Caretakers, managers of all the beauty that you have created out of your wisdom. And you give it within our care for us to manage. We thank you, Father, for your love for us that is everlasting. That you thought it worthy to sacrifice your only son. And yet today, you keep on giving. That is your nature. Help us to understand that nature and to take on that nature so that we might truly be made in your image and in your likeness in the spirit. That we might truly take on the image and likeness of the template that you have given us, the son of man, the man himself, Jesus. Today, as we pray, we continue on our reflection on the lessons from Jacob's marriage to Leah. Jacob intended to marry Rachel, for which he agreed to work for seven years for Laban. But when the time came for the wedding, on the wedding night, the bride was switched. And Jacob only found out the next morning after the marriage was consummated. Mistakes can be costly sometimes when we make decisions in the dark. Or we make decisions with Improper information, incomplete information, or in a haste sometimes. When we do not look at the big picture 
only the here and the now. And we often see that in our prayer as well. And Brother Vivek highlighted it yesterday. When we only look in the physical and not in the spiritual, many times we choose our words, we make our decisions based on that. Jacob ended up making, paying the cost of having to wait for another seven years until he got Rachel. Let us today continue on the other side of that reflection. Let's look at Leah's side of the story. Since Jacob loved Rachel, not Leah, she would have felt rejected from day one of her marriage itself. The very next morning, when he found out that this wasn't the bride that he had paid for through his seven years of work, she would have felt hurt and disappointment and for no fault of hers. She didn't ask for this. The Bible mentions that Jacob loved Rachel, but there's no mention of any affection for Leah. She naturally tried to gain that affection, to be loved, to be accepted by her husband, to be valuable and attractive in Jacob's eyes. And she thought this would happen if she had children. That happens today as well with many lives. The people are trying to gain that affection within relationships. And the Bible tells us that Leah did have four sons. But with each one, there was a bit of her motivation and desperation that were revealed. Leah became pregnant and gave birth to her first son. And she named him Reuben. For she said, it is because the Lord has seen my misery. Surely my husband will love me now. And the name Reuben in Hebrew means to see. She conceived again, the Bible says. And when she gave birth to a second son, she said, because the Lord heard that I am not loved, he gave me this one too. So she named him Simeon, which means to hear, because the Lord heard. And first was Reuben, to see, because the Lord saw, or has seen my misery. Again, she conceived, and when she gave birth to a third son, she said, now at last my husband will become attached to me, because I have borne him three sons. So he was named Levi, which in Hebrew means to be joined in harmony or to be united. Her thought was, my husband will be united and become attached to me. Her fourth son was Judah, meaning praised, to be praised. But let's look at the first three that actually reveal the desperation in her heart. What does it really mean for us? Many a times we feel the need to be seen, Reuben, to be heard, Simeon, to feel wanted, Levi, a sense of belonging, acceptance in the family, acceptance among work colleagues, acceptance in a friend circle or a social circle.
there are people we care about, but they do not reciprocate or feel the same towards us. There are situations when we give and yet end up getting crushed. Many a times we just want to fit in, to be accepted. We're willing to do things we don't like as well sometimes. We all have been a Leah at some point in our lives where the circumstance is beyond our control and yet we have tried our best to work around it but to no avail. Does this sound familiar? These are the basic emotions that all of us expect to receive as a bare minimum in our relationships. We are social beings. We ex expect connection. We want to be valued and respected. And so here in Leah's story lies our hidden cry. That cry of each one of us in our social connection with people around us. And God does hear that cry like he did for Leah as well. He blessed her with the fourth son, Judah, meaning praise and thanks. Where she ended up praising and thanking God. And the Bible says that the redemption of God's people, the birth of Jesus, came through this very lineage of praise and thanks of Judah. The Bible again tells us that after that, she stopped having children. The fact that it mentions it there means that she came to some revelation or understanding where we see that initially she thought, if I had children, my husband will love me more. He will now see me and hear me. He will notice me and, and show his affection towards me. And now the Bible notes here that she stopped having children. There was some revelation that dawned on her heart. Her cry of desperation during the time of those first three children has now changed to one of thanksgiving and praise to God her father. A transformation took place. That is what we need to renew our minds to as well. We've heard the saying, count your blessings. And this is what she did. She understood that even though Jacob didn't see her, God did. Jacob didn't hear her, but God definitely did. She felt accepted and loved by God, her father. So she stopped trying too hard to please. She renewed her mind. Are we open to renewing ours in the challenges that we face when we see ourselves as Leah in that situation? Are we chasing attention, affection, recognition and going around in circles? We often also confess boldly, I am the body of Christ. It is time you recognize that identity. 
who you are, not how others see you, and not in their opinions do you create a mirror and look at yourself. It is a matter of how you see yourself through the eyes of the spirit, not through the eyes of other humans. What does God, God's word say about you? How God sees you is what matters. That alone can set you free from going around in circles just like it did for Leah. Are we prepared to renew our mind and look towards him? Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that in all those situations where we identify ourselves as being like Leah, we open our hearts to you, we turn to you, we call on your name, we renew our minds to see you and to see the way you see us. Knowing in our hearts that when we cry out to you in faith, you will always hear us. And when we hold fast to our confession, Jesus, your priesthood will not let us down. We believe in you, Lord. And we remain unwavered in that confession. Father, we ask for this edification in our spirit. So that every time we feel short in our emotions, we feel like we are not being seen, we are not being heard. We feel like the, that reciprocation, affection and love in our relationships is not being reciprocated in the same way. Help us renew our minds. Just like we have been, just like we have learned yesterday to start giving and to continue giving and to turn to you in prayer so that your spirit moves within us as well as within the other person that we pray for. And there is transformation in that relationship. There is renewal. There is revival. We ask for that growth in our spirit, Lord. We ask for that maturity in our thinking. And as we pray for spiritual growth, we also pray for our physical and our temporal needs. Those of our families, our friends, and every request that has been put on this Brisbane prayer family, the family that prays together, we pray in a special way for all those that are battling all kinds of sickness and disease. All those that are hospitalized that will undergo surgery this day. All those where they are battling life-threatening situations. Especially in all those circumstances where people have given up hope. Lord, you are our hope. 
you took all our sins on yourself and you died on the cross for our sake. That death cannot go in vain. For your word says, by your stripes and wounds, each of these are brothers and our sisters, whom we hold up in faith, are healed. We hold the horns of your tabernacle, Lord, knowing that anyone that holds the horns of that tabernacle cannot go back to danger, to the threat that stands before them. They are saved and this is what we have seen in your word. We surrender these lives at your feet at the altar. We pray also for all families of the Brisbane Prayer Group. We ask for your protection. We cover them in your precious blood, Jesus. We ask for your protection as the hedge of protection over their lives, over their homes, over their jobs, their finances, over their spiritual lives, over their prayer life, that the enemy cannot steal from them by keeping them busy or by keeping them under some false notion that there is enrichment in their lives through your word, through your presence. We pray also in a special way for all those families that are battling separation, divorce, infidelity, violence, anything that seeks to destroy the very fabric of a home, of a family. Lord, we come against all of those forces in the name that is above all names. The only name given under heaven through which we have our salvation. And he gave us the authority to cast out demons, to trample on snakes and scorpions. Under that authority, we speak and we declare every such chain of bondage, every such spirit of iniquity, spirit of divorce, spirit of violence, spirit of infidelity. We rebuke them, we curse them in the name of Jesus. We take a moment to remember each of these families in our own known circles that we want to pray for. And in our own personal prayer, let us speak to the mountain. We curse these spirits in the name of Jesus. We rebuke them, we bind them, and cast, we declare to you, be uprooted and be cast into the lake, into the sea that God has prepared for you never to return to these families anymore under the authority of Jesus do we declare this. You will obey. We enforce it through the angels whom God has given charge over each of these ones that we pray for. We speak to them under the authority of Jesus as the voice of the word. You who excel in strength and do the bidding of the voice of the word, we command you in the name of Jesus, go forth and ensure the protection of these families. Father, we ask for your anointing, your spirit. We welcome you into each of these homes, over each of these lives that we pray for. For it is your anointing that destroys the yoke of the enemy. The burden is taken off their shoulder and the yoke of their neck. 
who the sun sets free is free indeed. It is through your spirit of liberty. Let there be transformation, Lord. We join our faith together with each other and with theirs. We pray also on the same way for all those that are battling any kinds of strongholds in their lives. And we ask for this very same anointing to touch those lives as well. Those in our friend circles, in our prayer group, in our contacts and social circles that are battling addiction, that are battling mental disorders, fits of rage, that are battling anxiety and depression. Anything that seeks to keep them yoked to the ground and away from you, disconnected from you, to steal from them, we come against all the strongholds in the name of Jesus. Quicken them, O oh Father, that their eyes be open to see all those doors that we have left open in our lives and to shut them to these wicked forces. We cancel every permission that has been given to these forces in the name of Jesus. We cast them out right now into the lake of fire and sulfur. Let your anointing be released, Father. We release it in the name of Jesus. That when we raise our hands to bless each of these that we pray for, there is light. When we say, let there be light, it is your spirit that moves. And everything that is void and shapeless in their life is now given form, is given a new beginning, a new light. We pray also for our own personal needs and those of our families. And in a special way for all those in our family circles that have not yet been saved, that have not yet given their life to Christ, that have not yet experienced that birth in the spirit, that have not yet received the gift of salvation, your free gift to us. We pray, Father, quicken them, O Lord, and they shall call on your name. Let them have that encounter today itself. We thank you, Father, for all those lives that are saved this day. For everyone that has made that decision today to connect with you, Jesus. And we thank you, Father, that you have heard our prayer, that you always hear us. And when we release our faith and we make our prayer of agreement, we know and we know in our hearts that that prayer is an answered prayer. For you who have promised are faithful and you always keep your word, you always fulfill it. This is what your word in Hebrews 10.23 says, a powerful revelation to us yesterday. We stand on that revelation. We stand on that solid foundation, Lord. And we make our prayer of agreement this morning as we pray in the Spirit. I encourage all those that can pray in the Spirit to please unmute and join in. Those that are praying for that gift of tongues, open your hearts and ask the Holy Spirit to fill you. We stand in that gap as well and intercede on your behalf so that when you take that step in faith and you unmute and you speak one syllable, you are giving him permission 
to take over and he will. Let us now make our prayer in the spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Yes, <laughs> Sarakia, <laughs> <laughs> 
Amen, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. This morning, as we were praying, the Lord put on my heart a few things. He let me know that the Holy Spirit has given each one of us many, many gifts. And he showed me a wrapped gift. 
that has been given to you. But this gift is not for you. It's to be given to somebody else. And you haven't given that to somebody else. This gift in front of you is a gift from the Holy Spirit that we have not opened for others. The words that were spoken to me, speak my people over all situations. I have given you power and authority in my name. I am your Lord and God. Hold fast to my word. The scripture I've been given is Ephesians 6, 18 to 20. Pray at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. And also for me, that utterance may be given me in opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains, that I may declare it boldly as I ought to speak. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We have a scripture that has been shared in the chat. This is from Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, where it is written, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we ask forgiveness for the times you have poured your gifts into us. You have seen something in us and yet we have fallen short. We have only looked with a narrow parochial vision to ourselves and our families and have not scattered our gifts abroad. We have not gone above and beyond stepping towards the ministry that you have called us to. Even in the smallest ways, just to share some of our physical gifts. And yet you are here willing to pour larger spiritual gifts into us. Help us renew our minds, Father, to see from your point of view in the spirit. And to be like Jesus. To give. 
and let the mercy and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us help us realize the value of that favor that it is meant to make us be transformed into givers. As that becomes as that becomes an overflow in our life, let us step out and be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory. Be blessed and have a wonderful weekend, everyone. Thank you, Russell. God bless you. God bless everyone. Thank you, Russell. Goodbye, everyone. Blessings. Thank you, everybody.